SCP Confinement, the hit YouTube series by Lord Bung, is coming to the printed page. Confinement follows Connor, a man with the anomalous ability to respawn, as he is used by the Foundation to explore and investigate dangerous SCPs. Adapted by Koshi J. Kage, artist for the SCP Daybreak graphic novel. Storyboard reviewed by Phantom, creator of the Whore of Blood canon, and published by Smooth Cadence Productions. Confinement returns to the community with no drama, no self-inserts, and no bung. Confinement Comics, Issue 1, only on Kickstarter. I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The file you are about to hear has been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Foundation Command 03, Whitehall, UK. Saturday, 24 December, 1988. 1300 hours local. The explosion was predictable. He wants what? demanded Seven over the secure line. Harper took a calming puff on his cigarette and said, I believe his exact words were, I require 75 liters of liquid from SCP-006 for my research. Absolutely out of the question, Seven shot back. Sir James has lost his marbles this time. Did the file on him include details on his failed recruitment? Only that recruitment was attempted and failed back in 71, Harper recalled. Sir James's doctoral thesis in mathematics had to do with the binomial theorem, specifically an aspect that was of interest to the Foundation, Seven explained. We knew he was valuable talent and we wanted to beat the other groups of interest to him, so a couple of agents were sent to do the usual meet-and-greet, pretend to be part of the local government's intelligence service, give the pitch, point out that not working with us might be a bad idea, in other words, Harper knew, extort the prospective employee into working for the Foundation. Not one of the organization's finer policies, but at least the Foundation tried to handle it with a velvet glove, unlike many of its rival organizations. So what happened? Harper inquired. Seven scoffed. He laughed in the agent's faces. He told them he knew they worked for the Foundation, and that he wasn't interested in being one of our, quote, lab coat-wearing cannon fodder, before having his butler forcibly remove them from the premises. Apparently, he thought working for us would be boring, but he offered to consult from time to time if we had some interesting challenge our researchers couldn't figure out. Harper was flabbergasted. I bet that went over well. You wouldn't believe the shitstorm that kicked up, Seven confirmed. We believe the man thought that just because he was on a first-name basis with the Prime Minister that he could ignore us. The overseer who was handling recruitment in those days was all set to authorize a coercion operation to ensure Sir James's cooperation when we found out that the chaos insurgency had beaten us to the punch. Oh? asked Harper. 
They sent a squad of a dozen ex-Black Ops thugs to abduct him in the middle of the night, Seven said. According to our intel, and the GOC's intel agreed by the way, he was home alone. Nobody knows for sure exactly what happened or how Sir James pulled it off, but three days later the heads of each of the hit squad members arrived in the mail to each of the various organizations dealing with the paranormal, the insurgency, the foundation, the GOC, all of them. Harper gagged slightly. He had a strong stomach, but this had come out of left field. Apparently, Seven had heard him, because she continued. It gets better. Each parcel had a handwritten note from Sir James, stating that he was not interested in working for a particular organization, but would happily consult on any puzzles we have that struck his fancy. If the world made sense, such behavior would have been nipped in the bud. Working for the Foundation, however, quickly hammered home that the world does not make sense. So then what? he asked. Everyone backed off, Seven replied. Cooler heads prevailed in the Foundation and GOC, realizing it wasn't worth the loss of personnel and resources to bag this guy when he openly admitted to being willing to consult, while the Serpent's Hand and Chaos Insurgency were both sufficiently cowed by his rather spectacular display of cruelty to stand down. For this has to be noted, Harper quoted, that men should either be caressed or eliminated because they avenge themselves for slight offenses, but cannot do so for grave ones. So the offense one does to a man should be such that one does not fear revenge for it. Seven chuckled. I see you've read Harvey Mansfield's recent translation. Most people will quote the better known verse. The response is that one would want to be both the one and the other. But because it's difficult to put them together, it is much safer to be feared than loved if one has to lack one of the two. Sir James has a first edition of the original in his library. Harper moved the conversation from the philosophical and historical back to the business at hand. While that's interesting and perhaps explains the apparent arrogance of the professor's demand, what is the problem with 006 besides the Foundation's general policy of not handing SCPs out? A policy, Harper didn't say, since both were aware, the Foundation was willing to overlook if the circumstances were sufficiently dire or the price was high enough. It was a dirty little secret known only to the tiniest of the upper echelon of the staff. A secret remarkably well protected, considering the gossip such things would normally attract in a bureaucracy. Of course, it probably helped that the Foundation essentially never actually broke the stated policy and that the slightest whisper of a rumor about a time when the Foundation did give an SCP to someone else generally resulted in the person doing the whispering being purged so thoroughly, Leverenity Pavlovich Beria would have been proud. It is unwise to make an organization controlling reality-warping entities decide that it would be best if you no longer existed. There was a brief silence on the line as the overseer considered her answer. Mr. Harper, SCP-006 is one of the most dangerous items the Foundation controls. Its existence is only known to a select handful of Level 5 personnel and the staff directly involved in handling it. Only the current overseers are permitted to know the exact details of 006, she explained. Here's what you need to know. You should consider it Keter. Over time, it produces limited quantities of one of the most deadly toxins known to humanity. This thing is so dangerous, any procedure in which liquid is acquired from 006 requires at least three overseers to sign off on it, 
and any personnel who come into direct contact with either the liquid or the item itself have to be terminated by incineration. In short, it's nasty stuff, Harper said. So what could Sir James want with this? Whatever it is, it's not good, Seven said. She sighed. I'll talk with the other overseers about this. I've had a number of dealings with Sir James before myself. I don't trust anyone with this stuff, but I suspect he's less likely to abuse it than most. In any case, it's a moot point. Because of my dealings with him, I'd need to recuse myself from the release authorization, so unless none of the other leads he gave you pan out and I can convince three other overseers to approve and the rest of the council doesn't veto it, the professor will have to do without. And that's about as likely as 682 keeling over from a heart attack, Harper remarked dryly. In the meantime, Mr. Harper, I want you to go check on 557 and 1440, Seven instructed. You'll be on the next flight to research Site 29 in Oman. Harper quietly objected. With all due respect, ma'am, tomorrow's Christmas and the 10th anniversary of my family's passing. Right, Seven apologized. I'm sorry, Mr. Harper, I'd forgotten. I know this is not a pleasant thing to ask of you. I also know Christmas is the only day of the year you ask to take off, and I hope you know that I'm deeply sorry for your loss. But this conspiracy is a very serious threat to the Foundation, and by extension, to everything else, the counterintelligence officer acknowledged sadly. He sighed. He knew in its own way that a conspiracy like this one was as large a threat as the Foundation ever faced. Even if the science types thought a rampaging gecko was a bigger concern. Taking a deep breath, he said, All right, but I'll arrange my own flight. I'm going to take time to stop by St. Paul's Cathedral to light a candle for my family, since I can't do it at the National Cathedral like I do every year. Very well, Seven acquiesced. Who knows when you'll next be near a church? I'll pass along your update to Mr. Muir and Miss Daniel and have them attempt to track down 1440. Good luck in Oman. She disconnected. Putting down the receiver, Harper leaned back in his chair, rubbing his face with his hands. This sort of thing brought back bad memories, putting work before family. In the next room, the office staff wondered what had caused the visiting level 5 VIP to swear so loudly they could hear it through the soundproofed walls. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, join my Discord community, hire me on Fiverr, or help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. The links are in the description. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible. So, credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. Upvote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons ShareLite 3.0, and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording being derived from this content is hereby also released under Creative Commons ShareLike 3.0.
I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki, and we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people, or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel, by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.